Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. The James Webb Space Telescope, sometimes called JWST or Webb, will be a large infrared telescope with approximately 6.5 meter primary mirror. The telescope was launched on an Ariane 5 rocket. Webb will be the premier observatory for the next decade, serving thousands of astronomers worldwide. It will study every phase in the history of our universe ranging from the first luminous glows after the Big Bang to the formation of solar systems capable of supporting life on planets like Earth to the evolution of our own system. Joining today, I'm Doug. Joining today, Dr. Bill. Now that we know each other, what's going on, bud? Hello. Are you sure you're Doug? I what? what? I think so. <laughs> I think, I think what? so. <laughs> All right. So it's cold. It's freezing where you are. It's freezing where I am. <laughs> Hopefully, won't hear the heaters in the background. Uh, I have no, you know, I have no heater because my heater blew up, and um, I'm waiting on delivery of a new one. So, but it's okay. It's warm here. I mean, the sun is shining in the windows. I turned mine up to seventy. My my wife's out walking the dog as soon as she walks in with the dog. <laughs> there's going to be a little scream in the background. <laughs> we have thermostat wars. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like yep. it seventy. She likes it sixty-eight or lower. Yeah, I have the same <laughs> problem. <laughs> so we talked we you know we we, we discussed a couple of things during the week um the um testing of the uh materials recovered from ufo crashes i watched the video it was pretty interesting um what they had to say with the interview there um yes um you know yeah i, I got a couple things out of that what did you did you anything stand out well it's it, it, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, he was discussing that the slag, you know, it's funny because he talked, I don't know if you caught, I'm sure you did. He, he's, this slag thing keeps coming up. I mean, from Maury Island to another um, observation that I read. And then now this guy says that that's the product that obviously other scientists have looked at. And they said, you know, the layering of the, uh, material is such that you know it wouldn't necessarily be obviously manufactured on earth and he did discuss that you know we have our periodic table of elements how many is it i bet you know oh i don't I remember think, it, uh, i used to when i when i was a student i used to carry a periodic table card with me <laughs> we should know. which i don't I'm i don't get i don't do anymore i'm gonna get an email i didn't you know that uh I thought it was 85 or something. I don't, I don't, I don't look it up. More. Google it. Just Google it. Google it. I'm not, I'm not, a, I, I don't, I don't want to change my screen. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so he says we need to be looking at the table of elements differently. Like, you know, we're in the bronze age. <laughs> he says, these are just new elements possible. Well, well, he was talking about isotopes and there was right. a, that ship, or whatever exploded over a beach in Brazil in 1957 and they um uh pieces of magnesium alloy rained down into the beach and onto the uh, into the water and people were recovered these these pieces that actually has been that stuff has been analyzed before and was magnesium and traces of titanium and calcium which they thought might have been contamination from the beach well, I've got a cat approaching cat cat alert cat and approaching cat alert oh he's gonna be annoying and he, he um he's coming close and these uh what he saw when they did the analysis was that he was saying that it was 60 percent of the predominant isotope and then other isotopes and you know whatever 20 30 20 whatever and there's like three or yes. four different isotopes of magnesium and he said, this is different than the uh, isotope mix found in nature. And the, the isotope mix in nature is 79% most common isotope of magnesium. So he was saying that was, that was unusual. And that's interesting. And mainly I think it's interesting because magnesium is used in the 
is primarily was, and was developed by the Germans before and during World War II, was magnesium metals were used in aerospace construction materials. And what he was suggesting is that by varying these isotopes, you change the properties of the, the material, which allows it to, I guess, have different, different properties. Like, uh, so it might have different strength characteristics or something like that. And I know they do this with uh, drugs. They'll put in different isotopes of uh, molecules and different drugs and stuff to alter the properties of the drugs. But you can also, what he was suggesting is that you, um, you're altering the structural parameters of the material by altering the isotopes, which is actually a really cool idea. If they, so that could potentially have big potential, big consequences or applications in aerospace industry. If, if somebody was to take these materials and do specific metallurgic tests on them. Something we can use now. Do, did you catch the lithium reference with you know, which is something we typically use for people that need oh, to what? have? Yeah, I don't uh, remember. What did he say about the yeah, lithium? Well, well, he said there's something with the lithium, and then uh, I just remembered that he said he said you know if you if it's more he oh. had a rat he had the oh, rat. Yeah, I mean yeah, I don't know yeah, how yeah. it applies. I, I know. So I don't, I'm not sure how it applied to the metallurgy. Of well, it's a, that's an example. It's like the example I was thinking of was a different one where people are taking um, tritium and putting it into drugs to alter alter drugs. The advantage there's a couple advantages to that is if you tritiate, there's a company that tritiated a ton of different known drugs that were off patent. And once you tritiate them, it's a new drug and you can get a new patent. Right. And then they had at least one drug that they, they tested for, I can't remember what it was for. And when I reviewed the paper on this drug's efficacy, it really wasn't any different than the off-patent drug, but it had a higher, it was retained longer, which could add, I guess, some advantages because you would you would instead of having to take the drug every six hours you would take it every eight hours or something so that that is a slight advantage over the and and makes it more convenient for people so that was that's one case that i know of and with the lithium what he was talking about if you give the rats uh one isotope of lithium instead of the natural mix of the isotopes uh the mother overcares and overfeeds the pups and in the other isotope it just the the um, mother would neglect the pups right exactly so, so he's he's he can he's a biologist he's not a um, he's not a uh, physicist or a metallurgist or anything like that so he was he was using that example to tie it in with the magnesium example which was what i was trying to explain is that if you change the isotopes in the metal, you're going to fundamentally change the structural properties of the metal. So you might right. be able to... So you have magnesium, it's light, it's strong. If you use a, a different AC isotope ratio, you have to put other things in magnesium. I have another cat coming in. If you put... This one's tearing up stuff. How many cats do you have? We have two. <laughs> and they're they're approaching they're i mean <laughs> they were circling they're circling um making sure you're still alive yeah they're you still feed me right yeah no this one the one here wants to go out um because this cat this one doesn't like to use the cat box because so it likes to go outside so it's it's coming to ask to go out yeah i don't yeah. blame him yeah yeah there it goes <laughs> Um, is is that the uh, is that your better half? Yeah, you should have her come on and say a few words. No, I'm actually going <laughs> to shut the door. So entertain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the um, I'll talk a little bit about the the uh, new uh, James Webb Space Telescope. Um, it was an international collaboration of uh, it's. Um, Several innovative technologies have been developed for web. These uh, include a primary mirror made of 18 separate segments that unfold and adjust 
to shape after launch. Um, the mirrors are made of ultralight beryllium. Webb's biggest feature is a tennis court-sized five-layered sunshield that attenuates heat from the sun more than a million times. Uh, the telescope's four instruments, cameras, and spectrometers have detectors that are available, are uh, able to record extremely faint signals. Uh, one instrument, the NearSpec, has programmable micro-shutters, which enable observation of up to 100 objects simultaneously. Webb also has a cryo-cooler for cooling the mid-infrared detectors of another instrument, the MIRI, MIRI uh, to very cold 7,000, 7K, so they can work. Bonk, bonk. Um, yeah, Miri. Bonk, bonk. So yeah, I just said I, I, we didn't. I, I just want to kind of touch. I know it was, it, it was something that's out there. I don't know what they're going to find. I don't want to get us off the subject too oh, much of the. Yeah, I, I know. Um, and it's in a Lagrange I, I, point, point, which is real interesting, which is cool. Yeah. So it. Um, I don't know what they're gonna. Um, I don't know what they're. For us, obviously, <laughs> we want to find something that's. We want to find life, and we want find you know extraterrestrials but i think they're looking at more how they can look so far that they can see the beginnings of the big bang because they can see so far out it's interesting well if it's uh it can also see through dust clouds and um that provides an advantage and one of the things that the the web scope might be able to see is that they spec people speculate that there's uh really advanced civilizations will build massive structures in space, like a Dyson sphere or a ring world or something like that. So it's possible that, right. that the web telescope could, you know, spot something like that. I don't know. I don't know what its full parameters are, but it is a yeah. pretty slick, pretty slick piece of technology. Yeah. I'd heard somewhere where they're discussing looking at Alpha Centauri. And I don't know if you remember Lost in Space. I know you do. Uh, uh, that was where they were going. It was kind of weird. Yeah, we're going to Alpha Centauri. Now they're looking at Alpha Centauri. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I almost got a picture, some pictures from Angela Cartwright. She was one of my favorites. Actually, which, I like Judy one, better, the blonde. Was she? she was she, a sister? Angela Cartwright was the sister with the black hair. Judy had blonde okay. hair. I don't okay. know. It was kind of weird. Okay. Um, the yeah, they have. She has a website where she the, she sells the some pictures of her. Billy Moomy is on there also. Moomy or Mooney? Um, Mooney. It's Moomy. M U M Y. I'm. I've always been told it's not Mummy. It's Billy oh, Moomy. Moomy. Okay. The kid. That's you know, Will. He, he was Will. in Babylon Five too. Yes. Yep. Which I want to read. And uh, they sell some. Yeah, they sell. Um, they sell. You know, they. I, I just want to pick. You know, I just want to pick. I love the show, and you know, I know it's kind of goofy and weird, but it was schooled. It was science fiction. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, know. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. That's one of my complaints right now. As I'm looking for when I'm looking at new movies, there aren't any. Um, not a lot of science fiction out there. There's some stuff. I'd like to see more good you, stuff. Do you get Apple TV? Do you get that? No. You subscribe to that? No, what do you... Um... It's got an Asim Asimov series. Oh, that foundation. Uh, Robert. Yeah, I've watched part of that. Oh, yeah, foundation. foundation. We watched the first... It was like it was too slow. There was too much talking. I I, re and... I, I watched a few episodes, and I reread the books before. And I have... He did some follow-up books, which I haven't read, but I reread the first three original books. They're short reads before watching a few episodes of the foundation and i just couldn't get into it it's it's the usual hollywood thing it's like if you want it's like okay yeah we're gonna take a book that sold millions and millions and millions and millions of copies and then i'm gonna rewrite it and make it in my own vision completely make it different so it's like no you're not making yeah. you're not it's not like the harry potter thing where it's like you take the harry potter book and you make a harry potter movie that's just like the Harry Potter book, and you you have millions of people who have bought the books go and see the movie and love it, you basically destroy your your ability to make any money out of the movie because no the, nobody wants to watch it that's read the book because it's so bizarrely different. 
And and it doesn't it doesn't take too many people to watch the movie and dirt it so bad where other people are like, nah, I'm not I'm it not wasn't, doing it. It wasn't bad. I did like they I did like some of the elements that they did in it. Um the Emperor being cloned from generation to generation, I thought was very cool. And then they had a robot which was was uh, paralleling Isaac Osmoth wrote the Foundation series. The robot was paralleling um, sort of the iRobot stories that he used to write. So they brought in some nice... They did some really cool stuff. And then they brought in the the new bizarre um, Hollywood crap where they, they got to remake it in their own image or something. I go, I'm smarter than the original author that um, wrote this book that sold... Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of books. And has been... Right, hang on. Which has been loved by millions and millions of people. And, you know, has millions and millions of fans that would love to see a decent um, representation of the book. And then they go, oh, I'm, I'm smarter than all these people and I'm going to do it and it's going to be better. It's not. It's it's a it's a, it's a loosely based adaptation of the novels, and they completely missed the point. No. But yeah, now, did Asimov did iRobot? Yeah, did he? Yeah, that was a, that is a great. I and mean, then they of course made it the Outer Limits version, which had Leonard Nimoy. In it. Leonard Nimoy, and then they had the Will Smith <laughs> movie, which that was which really was good. awesome. Was really I love good. that movie. And that was a yep. that was a good adaptation. Well yeah, I mean, so that you can yeah. do it. And yeah, I've been thinking about watching that again because I think it's on yeah. uh, one of these streaming services we have. It's on every. It's pretty. It's on pretty much everywhere. But it's a good, that is a good movie. Yeah, and they did a that was a great job. It was a great job. And but then they, you know, but they always do this. There was a series of stories. Um, can't remember what it. There was two kids' books. One was about. Um, I can't remember some some sort of vampire carnival series that my kid loved, and then another one with uh, like the Greek gods as kids or something like that. And these were real popular uh, juvenile series, and of course they had to remake them in their own image. And you know they're not, they don't, they're so friggin' stupid. It's like look, look at Harry Potter, look at the Harry Potter movies. Harry Potter books made a lot of money. Harry Potter movies made a lot of money. And then they just like, and they go, I'm going to remake it in my own image and, and my own ideas. And it's like the fans don't want to watch your, you know, your story. No. They want to watch the story that they read and love. So, yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, yes, people are profoundly um, retarded. And they yeah, don't and use they, that word. They're <clears throat> challenged. Yes, and when it comes yes, to, they are. Uh, I'm word. using it. I'm using it to refer to people that are not challenged. Yeah, they're, they are yeah. people that are just it, they're challenging it in in their way. Yeah, <laughs> in a very bad way. So yeah. Anyway, so we're really sort of sliding around off topic. Yeah, coming so back. It, yeah, I just yeah, coming back to the testing materials thing with the guy at Stanford, and that was. Um, by saying the isotope, the possibility is that the isotope mix is going to give you a structural material for spacecraft or aircraft that is going to have uh, specific properties that are going to enhance performance. So that's that's the idea behind that. And one of the things the guy at Stanford was saying is um, he said a red flag is when someone has something from a that they say is from a UFO and they want to uh, sell it to us, and that's a red flag. Well, here's the problem, is that these guys are multi-millionaires at universities that have billions and billions of dollars in endowments. And people will say, I've heard people say that uh, places like Harvard and, and Stanford are equity funds with universities attached. It's like the university that I used to work for, uh, people, people called it a football team with the university attached. And you have a lot of, there's a lot of schools that are basically that. You so, want to give him a shout out? You want to give him a no, shout out? No. <laughs> um, I know you like. I know you're a fan. No. And um, <laughs> no, I'm not big on college football. And uh, but he was saying, yeah, that's a, a, a big 
big red flag, but it's here. Here's here's what I was thinking. If you had a UFO fly over your house, and a ten pound chunk of gold or diamond fell off that UFO in your yard, would you give that to a multimillionaire? No, I would sell. Why it. not? Why not? <laughs> Why not? It's for science. It's for science. Give it to the. All right. Okay. Look, I'll chunk. I'll give a piece of it for science, and I'll sell the rest. Okay. Yeah, that's actually that. that's actually a decent approach. But yeah, but I, yeah. basically, if if you're gonna, <laughs> don't give uh, something that has potential to be worth billions of dollars away free to multimillionaires and to billionaire corporations to exploit. And this guy was also saying he was going. Well, you know, we want this technology to be, um, you know, uh, open and free, and so the the nations of the world and and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, well, what about nuclear weapons? That technology is is open and available to all countries to develop. Yeah. How's that working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for for those that we want to develop it, yes. but we can't really control much of anything. It seems. Yeah, and it's the God. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, and nuclear weapons are not hard to to, to build. Um, yeah. So the technology is what's eighty years old now. If they could build it eighty, if a yeah. if if it could be done eighty years ago with the existing technology, it can be done a lot easier now. The only reason countries don't do it is because of, um, I think, economic reasons. Um. So anyway, yeah. So if you do get a chunk of something falling out of a, a UFO, don't give it to multimillionaires yeah. to to profit from. Look after well, your this, own best interest and yeah, try and develop this, a, a strategy for dealing with it. This guy was, I mean, he was doing it on it. Like you said, he was a biologist, so he's doing this kind of on his own. He spent seventy grand of his own money. Yeah, but his web page his, his web page at the university brags about how many how many hundreds of millions of dollars that he has created of his own personal wealth and companies. So no, for this guy, yeah, 70, I mean it's not like he's poor. Seventy but, grand for this guy is pocket change for us. Yeah, I mean he, he insinuated he insinuated that he you know it was no small amount for him. So maybe that's not yeah. The case, well, and right? this is how these this is how these guys work. I mean, there was I was at Stanford for five years. And um, there was a, a, you have these scientists there that are multimillionaires. I mean, they're worth, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And they, um, you know, they, they get millions from the government. It's like, why don't you just fund your own research? You're worth a hundred million dollars. Um, but no, they got to, they, 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 they're not, yeah. they're businessmen. They're, they're businessmen. They're making money. They're making themselves wealthy. They're making the university wealthy. They're making investors wealthy. So it's not altruistic. Um, it's not a hundred percent altruistic enterprise. I mean, they're there yeah. to make money. He said he worked with. He says he was approached by after this went off. He was approached by Stanford and Harvard to you know assist with. I don't know if they wanted to assist or if they wanted to share. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, but, a, you know. Oh, I'm saying the thing, same thing about the Galileo Project. If you look at all the people involved in the Galileo Project, you have all these very wealthy individuals. And yeah. Harvard's another equity, giant equity fund with the university attached that's worth multi-billions. Um, they actually don't, they don't need us to give them our $10 to build a, an instrument. Yeah. They have the money. Um. So it's just like, come on, yeah. come on! It's a, it's not, and it's not all altruism. I mean, it, there is a degree, there is scientific interest in doing it, but when if you're dealing with a university like Harvard or Stanford, the bottom line is they want to make money. And if, I mean, Avi Leob is, uh, he's he's awesome yeah. in stepping out there and creating this program and stuff. But ultimately, it's uh, uh, money and glory. So they want to be able to say, I've, I've, you know, they're going to have a fantastic discoveries, but they are also going to make lots and lots of money from this, either through PR or through um, patents. And uh, the guy at Stanford has a ton of patents. I was going through them and looking at them this morning, just as, out of curiosity. And um, anyway, that's my two, my, you know, after my uh, uh, 
how many years was I? Well, I mean, I've been at I've been at two top universities and a top three top universities. Worked at three top damn. universities, and they're great places. There's great work, but I mean, it's a money. They're all money making ventures. It's all about. They the said money. he was. He was also approached by the CIA to that I know, found real interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they're curious as to what he's come up with. Well, they were. He was saying, didn't they bring him blood samples from people that have been exposed? Yeah, to these this things? is the, this is. I don't know if it was exposed to these rocks, but well, they I think, I, they were exposed in some manner. It sounded like they were close to a, a craft. Yes, that's what, what was, I got out. That's of it. what he was saying, and that's interesting that, that this is coming from the CIA. Yeah, and the CIA has spent decades saying we have nothing to do with UFOs, but now he's being. <laughs> approached yep. <laughs> by CIA people with blood samples of people that um, you know were exposed to this stuff and I'm not really sure to me it doesn't really make uh, I'm I'm familiar with his research and what he does it doesn't really make any sense he didn't I don't know what he, he didn't publish anything he's saying hey, we're all open they're all open about publishing once they're ready to you know publish and patent once the patents have been filed, they will publish. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah. So I don't know what you would get out of analyzing the blood of people exposed to particular levels of energy. Oh. Well, they got sick. So they're trying to figure out what what's making them sick. Yeah, well, I've done a lot of yeah. analysis. For some of my work, I've done analysis of, of um, you know, people that have been injured and stuff. And it's... Um, I don't think you need to go to a special lab at Stanford with the, the guy specializes in microscopic examination of, of stuff. You can do a, a qualified aeros, uh, you know, they have these uh, medical doctors that are, that work with NASA and astronauts right. and aerospace people and people that are, are associated with nuclear energy and all this other stuff. The expertise is out there to get these people to look at this stuff. So I'm not sure what's going on there. One of the things in some of the books that I have on, uh, like one of them on Roswell and some of the other stuff. Oh, and then there, there, there was that CIA that got, that was interviewed that we talked about a little bit. CIA guy that was interviewed. It's like, there seems to be a lot of CIA involvement in uh, yeah. in UFO stuff, which is weird. So... Yeah. yeah, I mean, here I'm going to kind of interject into the, um, you know, the the over across the world. We we talk a lot. We spend a lot of time talking about what we do, move on, and that type of thing. But France is very forthcoming. I watched um, an Ancient Aliens episode, a new one. This guy, last night. the guy at Stanford, doesn't like Ancient Aliens. No. no. Yeah. Well, I don't know. All right, so France. Um, watch, what, what's not to like about ancient aliens? I mean, I, I watched. I've watched two episodes, uh, season one. Uh, I thought it was decent. I had some criticisms. I've seen two episodes. They've been going on for like nine seasons or something crazy. They talk a lot more lately. Like the one from last night was a new one, uh -huh. twenty-two. Yeah. And they're talking a lot more about what's happening instead of, oh, I saw a picture of a, you know, or they talk constant. They're, they're just like Oak Island. They yeah, really yeah. keep talking about the same thing over and over. It's a thing, I guess, with these docu-drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then they have the reaction shot where everyone goes, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Georgie, Giorgio is in it. George, the guy with the hair. Oh, yeah. And uh, I like him. Yeah, I like him. I got his picture on my wall. Yeah. So France has got other countries are more forthcoming about. We have MUFON, but they talk about France and China. And France has is very open. If they get if they get a report, it goes on. I can't. It's got this weird name. France's UFO. I should have looked it up before I came. Yeah, on, we actually. But it's got its own MUFON type agency, agency but yeah. it's government. Yeah. It's yeah, government, we, and the we government... Have, we have a copy of the report that Elizabeth Keene turned her on to UFOs. Yeah. We have, we'll get to that at some point. And they just, they get a report through their government. I'm sure they do whatever they're going to do with it. Then they release it to a online... Um, website? 
document, yeah, yeah, website. Yeah. And you can look at every report that comes through, and they said 20% of them are, they admit, and it's this magic 20% number. Yeah. Or we can't figure, it doesn't say it's legit, it just says they can't figure out what it is, which means it's possibly something, you know. China is also interesting. I don't know if you knew. China has tons of these small UFO groups that pop up. I'm and not, they allow it. They said it's not. A, yeah, it's crazy. I'm not surprised. Here, uh, it's we are. It's time for you to do your. Oh, it's time. Let's let's talk about BCS at Orion. We're going to do a little advertising. It's only going to take a couple seconds here. Here we go. At Orion BCS, their goal is to find the best program and rates available for your business. Their team has years of experience helping clients find lower rates for processing credit cards. They understand that every business is different. So let them spend the time to find out what suits your business needs. So visit OrionBCS.com and let them begin the process towards saving you money to help you realize your financial goals. Once again, visit OrionBCS.com and contact them today. All programs of OrionBCS are subject to terms and conditions. Visit OrionBCS.com for more interim information. And that's Orion. Thank you, Orion. Yes. Well, yes. China, China, China is it, there's China. tons. I China. mean, tons of small, like pods of of these groups that study uh, UFOs. So the the government, you know, China's government, so friendly. Yeah. They are allowing it, but they said you can do this, but only if you report to us what sure. you find. Yeah. So. Um, they're helping, they're they're basically for free, probably. Oh, I'm sure they are. Well, MUFON um, essentially is for free because it's you have volunteer investigators. Sure. So similar, yeah, that's what similar they type, do. Similar types, but probably structure. It's but not. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, they're not tied together in the sense that MUFON is, where we're all tied. MUFON as a card carrying member, we're all tied together. Um, in under one umbrella, uh, there are other. I there's there are other organizations in the U.S. that do this, but MUFON's the biggest. But China just it's like a web. It's almost like a web of these pods all over China, and it's interesting that the Chinese government is taking such an interest in the um in, in the the research of these these sightings. Well. One yeah. of the things that bothers me is that we don't get a lot of news about the Chinese space program. And years ago, when I was in China for work, China. Um, oh, were you were you in China? I've been there a couple times. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've been I've been approached about um, becoming a faculty at Chinese University. Um, oh, wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought I told you. No, um, about the Chinese one. Yeah, it was a. Um, um, I won't. I won't name anything. But it was. A, it was. I loved the place. I loved the city. Um, the faculty that I met with were um, amazingly dedicated and hardworking. Um, so it was just. A, it was a good experience. It's just not. Yeah. You, know, you reach a certain point. If it would have been twenty years ago, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd do that. Love to do it. Um, it's, the funny thing is, is that when I told my family, they were all over it. They wanted to go, and I'm like, ah, yeah. I had to. I'm, I'm the one who said, no, I'm not. I, I'm not doing it. But even my kid was like, yeah, let's do it. So, um, go to China. No, uh, it's just, it's, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's it was too much. I'm too much of a wimp. Um, I wimped. But the uh, when I was there, I was flying. Uh, to this university to meet people and, and talk to people. And I had, um, can't remember if I was looking at a Chinese newspaper or online or something, but it was all over the news in China about their first uh, manned space launch. And I, I can't remember when this was. This is 15 years ago or something. Or, And it was all over their news. I mean, everywhere. It was on the televisions. All the newspapers had pictures of the astronaut and um, it was on the internet. And it come back to the U.S. and there was nothing. It's like it didn't even happen. Yeah. And now they have um, they have a space station. You never hear anything about it except little bits and pieces here. Um, they're, they're putting modules up. They have a moon rover. Uh, they're going to 
to build a moon base probably within the next five years. So they are, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're really pushing their space program. And I, they, they want the moon. They, they want um, the moon. It's around the dark side of the moon, aren't they? Didn't they leave that? They, they are looking at the, they're um, looking at the polar region because of ice. Ice is critical for water. Moon base. Yeah. Water. And there's yeah. that crater. I think it's a Southern, Southern pole of the moon. There's a big crater that's in, in shade all the time. And there is ice in that 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 uh, crater. Did you see the? Uh, there was a show called For All Mankind. Is that on Apple TV? Yeah. Yes, I watched that show. You know, I'm not. Sure oh, that's, where, that show was. is awesome. Found, that, that show where they found was that the alternate reality one? Yeah. Or is that? that a, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. awesome. It's like we we actually maintained and kept our space program instead of abandoning it with weird, I don't know, whatever the hell we've been doing. Well, um, then, of course, the Russians came up and we got in a war. Was it that one? Yeah, Russians yeah. But it was all just, they were fighting over the ice and the crater on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the, the, um, I can, t- I'll predict right now the Chinese are going to have a base there before we do, years before we do. And they're going to strike out a claim for the ice water in that crater. And um, we're going to go, you're going to see it in the newspapers. They're going to be going, well, you know, the United States is saying that they can't claim this ice water uh, exclusively for their use. And China's going to go, yes, we can. We were here first. Um, here's our flag. Here's, here's our flag. flag. Yeah, it's our, it's, this is our, our bases here. This is, this is our area, our territory, just like Antarctica, where you map out different regions for different countries and say, this will be, um, there'll be negotiations and they'll say, well, they'll divvy things up. But the first nation that gets there to claim the um, the water ice is going to have the edge. And right the way things are going now, um, I would say that's going to be China. And it's going to happen quickly. China and Russia, they're working together. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not even sure. I don't know what we're doing with our space program. We're doing great work with, like, the Webb telescope and our space probes and stuff like that. But one of the big pushes, too, and sort of getting off thing is... I've been reading um, The Believer, which is about John, the book. It's a book about John Mack, who's the alien abduction psychiatrist. And one of the things they talk about is like in the 80s, you remember this, the the big protest against nuclear. There was the anti- No nukes. No nukes. No nukes. But in this country, what they started doing is that the, the protests, they said, well, well we're going to start, we're going to protest against uh, nuclear power. So if you want to function in outer space, you're going to have to have nuclear reactors. You're going to have to, because yeah. solar panels aren't going to cut it. You're going to have to have nuclear reactors if you want to go to space. And the United States stepped away from nuclear power, and you know, which is a mistake. They're talking about bringing it back because of climate change. Nuclear power is, is carbon neutral. And we we saw all that stuff about the no nuke stuff. It's just in it's yeah. And now they're going. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? It, it's 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 carbon neutral. What about the nuclear waste? It's like yeah, that can be dealt with. Has yeah, it, has we, a, that, that's that's why we have Nevada. That's what Nevada's. For. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> Well, and it's insane. Sorry, like, Nevada, but it's, no, it's never. Hey, Nevada. The, the people, that, the people that live around this, for, it's jobs, uh, yeah. well-paying, long-lasting jobs. The uh, uh, community that I live in spent two billion dollars on a wood-burning power plant. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's like this is going to save the planet. What are you talking about? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's wood burning. It's got smoke. <laughs> this is a technology. Go two billion dollars on a power plant that uh, that burns wood. All right, yeah, that's that's yeah. an act of genius right there. That is genius. It is. That's what I was gonna say. That is genius. Yeah, that's 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 going green, baby. Yeah. So it, I, I don't know. So yeah, I got my uh, my rant about. Don't give your valuable billion-dollar piece of UFO to uh, multi-billion-dollar corporations and go here. You go here. You here go you go here. You, you go. go. Uh, look after yourself. Um, look after Let, your own personal. A, oh, um, no, so, yeah. what, what? 
Go on, go on. I'm babbling. Okay, I want to talk about our ET and our government. And this came up. This also came up last night. Um, according to ancient alien theorist, the um, the aliens have already visited the U.S. government. Of are, are in not visited, but they're in contact, constant contact, and in collaboration. This with is, the U.S. government. This is the ancient alien thing? Yeah, this is okay. the ancient alien thing. And this was pretty good. I mean, yeah. it was... Well, this I is the latest episode? Latest yeah, episode? Watch, uh, I'll yeah, it watch... Yeah, watch... I'll check it out. One of the, I can't remember which one it was, but it's one of the ones from this year. All right, I'll take a look. And um, it's us. It's us and... The Israeli... <laughs> for some reason. The Israeli government. Sure, why not? Um, we don't know about China. Probably we're thinking China as well. China, it's, um, China is very secretive. Um, and I mean, there was a guy. Oh, I can't. It's hard for me to take notes when I'm watching something on TV. I guess I could stop it. But um, I'm like, holy shit! I should write this down. Um, so there's a guy out there that actually knows. There's you watch the episode. It's really interesting. He knows that they visited us and what they're and there's. He's stating that the ETs are telling us that we're just not i mean you've heard this story before that we're just not ready for their technology that they're here yeah we're here we're flying around we're doing stuff but they have always been here and if you watch alien aliens you'll in the beginning yeah they've always been here always and been they, here and they I, will always I, you I know did, and <laughs> the, the second episode i watched i fell asleep um, yeah, like, well, that's a great what I use it, Usually, what I use it for too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, before I fell asleep last night. So, um, yeah, it's what happens when you get old. So, I don't. I mean, it's thought provoking, you know. But if you think about it, it kind of ties in with they're flying all around. I mean, these things are flying all around. We've talked about this many times. Yeah, yeah, they're gotta, just all over the place, and we uh, can't. We can't really do anything. We can't do anything about it, or we're not trying to do anything about it. Well, although we're, we're it seems like we're making an effort, fa a fake effort to, yeah, we're we acknowledge it. Now we're at the point where, well, we have to, they go to these ETs and like, well, we have to do something. Everybody knows they're here. What you, if you just quit flying around during the day, you know, it's like, uh, well, yeah. I, I just sent you, um, I sent you an article. We'll talk about it. We should talk about it more next week. But it, it was it's okay. titled "Sane Citizen Sees UFO in New Jersey" by Bud Hopkins, and he's I think he's written a. This is from nineteen Village Voice, March one, nineteen seventy six, and Bud Hopkins uh, wrote a bunch of um, I think books on alien abductions, and he worked with um, this other guy that we've been talking about, um, Ted Blucher. Who wrote the report on UFO wave? It was ninety three, by the way. Ninety three, and he's still alive. And his uh, papers yeah, are in the New York rolling. public New York Public Library, where I guess people can go and and look at them. So, good job, awesome. He but was anyway, also an entertainer. He was an entertainer. Yes, he was also. a singer and a dancer um, in New York. So anyway, this article talks about this guy Bill Polowski, who saw a UFO land, and. Uh, Oh, you're talking about uh, bright lights. Let me get, find something juicy here. I'll just read this paragraph. It goes, Bill Palowski. No, 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 no. That's not what I want. Uh, oh, here's what I want. Here, So this guy runs a liquor store, knows uh, Bud Hopkins really well. They've known each other for, the guy that wrote the article, they've known each other for 17 years. And he says, after he left the shop, he closes up at midnight, does the books and other stuff until two, and then he drives home, drives to an all-night restaurant, and then, you know, goes home. So he was driving home, and he's and this is uh, near um, Manhattan, just across the river. And he goes, it was mild night, and, for, and his left front window was rolled down a few inches for ventilation. He was listening to his car radio when static began to interfere with the music, and the station started to fade. He slowed down, fiddling with the dial and grumbling to himself about the high cost of radio repairs when he heard on his left a droning sound. Later, he described it as reminding him of a, hum, of a refrigerator's hum. A bright, large object flew by on the other side of the row of trees. And then I'm going to skip ahead. We'll talk about this more next week. I, sent, I just sent this to you. 
you haven't seen it yet. I uh, said uh, during George watched as a mixture of be- with a mixture of bewilderness, fascination, and abject fear as the object hovered. An apparatus resembling a ladder appeared at one side. A vertical door opened, and uniformed figures began to descend to the ground. There were at least nine and possibly eleven of them, each clad in light-colored coveralls, each about three feet tall. Uh, they came down this ladder thing like kids coming down a fire escape, fast, not wasting motion. They dug, spooning the dirt in their bags. In a few moments, they were back inside, and the UFO ascended, moving north. So it's like, yeah, it's an awesome article. I sent it to you. Um, they just scooped some dirt. Scooped some dirt and took <laughs> off. And it, it's, it, look at this. It's There's corroboration. There's another witness. There's some good stuff. Three-foot three alien creature. In spacesuits. Yeah. So, but what I'm, you know, you're talking about they're here and they're flying around and stuff like that. This is a, I, I haven't looked at newer UFO report and stuff. And I just ran across this because of the book that I've been reading. Um, but yeah, take a look at that. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, there's, I mean, maybe they're already here. And we're just, we're being played. And it's like, yeah, you guys just keep doing this research. We already know. Uh, there's a lot. They're of, not I, giving us the tech. Are they not giving us the technologies? Because they don't want us to be on their level. Because then we'll really start blowing them up. Because that's how we roll. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, well, we guy, don't want, and we we don't want China. We don't want another country. China, I don't mention China, China, Russia, China, China, Russia, China, and Russia. Oh uh, well, they're well. We know what's going on in the Ukraine right now. So, oh yeah, you know, that's it, just it's nonsense. Like, that's, that's just a distraction <laughs> that keeps. Hey, how are your grocery store shelves? They're doing okay. How's yours? They're okay, but they're starting to thin. I was getting a little, uh, just went recently, I was getting a little weirded out because... Um, Is it time for me to hoard again? I did it last time. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not going <laughs> to do any hoarding, but I, I happened to look down the toilet paper aisle and there was no toilet paper. There was like four... Oh, are you out of toilet paper? That's. I asked about them. I said, what's going on with the toilet paper? And they go, oh, we'll get more on Tuesday. So it's they, a supply. They, people are hoarding. They're so dumb. They're yeah. just people. They hear this, but the this Ukraine. I mean, I'm going to go off on a little <laughs> not a tangent, but it's like we're going to we got to talk about the Ukraine because it's crazy. All right. Are you following? Are you following the deep whatever detail we can get of it? Yes. Or are you just yes, like I, I am, don't care. I am a little bit. Well, yes. we're NATO. You know, I have a, one of my coworkers. Is you know, I'm like, why you know in. He, you know, he's trying to tell me what the reason is that Russia wants them. It's a, you know, warm water port and all that. Oh, they have, or they mer- got the Crimea, Crimea, that's the port. They've already got the yeah. Crimea. They had an election. So why are they, why are they, okay, I get it. So, yeah. all right. So why do we, why do they want it? They just, they don't just want to take it over for laughs, right? Um, why do they need it? What I have heard is that uh, what I've seen in the news is Russia is asking, does not want um, missiles in the Ukraine, pointed at Russia or NATO forces. They don't want military on their border sitting there armed. Well, you know, they have, I mean, from what I understand, there's a little bit of range to those things. So (laughs) all the rest of our NATO pals over there could have them and point them at them. What are they worried about? Well, this specific piece of property, I knew I I get it. Germany is specifically hands off on this whole deal. Germany has, Why? has uh, Germany doesn't want to be involved. Okay, are there Germ- a winter? Uh, oh. Germany has already had a winter war with with Russia, and it didn't end well for them. Last time. yeah, the, yeah. Well, when was that? Like <laughs> yeah, forty what? So yeah, seventy. You know, ago. it's uh, that NATO. The one of the reasons NATO was developed was because of this type of thing, right? Yeah, because yeah. we. Uh, we don't want to say that we're taking over everyone's country. The U.S. is taking over every country, but we're going to be doing a lot of business with these countries, and we're pulling the strings. They're, well, they, I don't want to say they're from, our puppets. From, from but, what I've been reading, Germany is saying no. They are not going to. Okay, get involved. Well, they don't want to get involved. Please. They sent. They sent. They sent the Ukraine. Ukraine goes. Send us some aid, and uh, Germany sent them like five thousand helmets. And the, oh, okay. that was that's where that came from. What's next? They said, "What's next? next?" Pillows. They're gonna send us pillows. <laughs> so that, I mean, they said, "Were they were they surplus from World War II?" 
<laughs> so Germany is <laughs> with some SS stuff on the side. Germany and Turkey are part of NATO, and Turkey is closer to Russia now than it has been in the past in the United States. And Turkey's like, we're not going to get involved in this. And NATO is uh, Germany is like, we are not interested in playing this game. We need their gas, and it's just it's just a bad idea. And as far as I could tell, um, Russia's primary primary ask is they just say we well, don't want Ukraine to be part of NATO, and the U.S. is. I mean, I, I, I gotta say, have you seen Blinken, our Secretary of State, or whatever he is? Does that yeah. does that guy strike you as being smart? No, no, the guy's a dullard. No. The guy's no. a dullard. And then we got President uh, Badfinger. So, I mean, it's like, oh my God. So, this it's kind of scary. It's scary because we don't have, I don't think we have competent people telling, you know, figuring this stuff out. There is an agenda. We don't see a lot of the agenda because uh, it's it's all tied in with money and um, some other things. But as far as I can tell, two key members of NATO, Turkey and Germany, are like, we're not interested in a war with Russia. Um, I'm sure. Well, me. Then, I mean, okay, Germany. You know what? Then you're next. Yeah. You don't want to be involved. You're next from Russia or from us. (laughs) From Russia? No, not us. Well, Russia is a little closer. (laughs) Well, I mean, I look at it from. You're next, Germany. Yeah. Who wants to? Who wants to? Who wants a war in their backyard? I mean, nobody wants. Let's let it. Let it happen, Germany, because. You're next. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think any- Turkey, and then probably Turkey first, because you know. But <laughs> I don't think any of these. I don't think they. Um, I don't think. I don't think anything's going to happen from this. I think there's some. Uh, a lot of saber rattling. Yeah, and there's behind the scenes stuff, but I yeah. strongly believe that our. Uh, the U.S. government, as it is currently being directed, is completely incompetent and probably nuts. As the president, I might call Putin and say, "What are you doing? I mean, do we? Is this really where you're going? <laughs> you really want to go? Is this where you want to go with this? I mean, I mean, you're basically um, attacking a NATO. You're basically threatening to attack one of our NATO allies, and yeah. well, we're supposed to be the you know the gorilla." And it's like we're just, we're just we can't let this happen. But then now I didn't realize Germany and Turkey are like Germany oh, and Turkey. Are not, yeah, they're definitely. We're not doing it. We're out interested. of it. We're out of this. They're not interested. We don't want any part of this. You know. Meanwhile, we're pumping. You know, we're sending millions of pounds. I noticed the last uh, transport we sent over there. We're not. We're not even using military transports. We're using commercial airlines to deliver the stuff. We're like we don't yeah. want our plane in there right now. Yeah, we don't no, want our plane to get blown. Um, there's 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 <laughs> diplomatic reasons why you can't do uh, yeah. use military planes use because it. it's then it then it's yeah and uh, yeah uh, it's God yeah so the whole thing's uh, is it's, just it's nuts uh, it's nuts. Um, I was just wondering. I know this is the farthest thing from what we do, but I it, I was just curious as to. What the hell is going on? Well, the, the president of you know the president of Ukraine had a call with Biden, and Biden's going. They're going to they're going to get you. They're going to get you now. And he's going. Just calm down. And, and then and he goes. Just calm down. It's not as bad as you think. This is the president of the Ukraine telling the U.S. president. He goes. It's not as bad as you think. Even um, though there's two hundred thousand freaking. It could be ten million. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, uh, they're not going to do anything, or we don't care. Well, the, the president, but the president of Ukraine's like, it's not as bad as you think. So I don't. There's a. I don't know. Yeah. The U.S. Uh, the current administration, I think, is blowing this stuff up because things are so weird in this country right now. It's a distraction. I think it's just yeah. a big distraction. I don't think Russia wants to invade the Ukraine. Russia just doesn't want to have missile batteries put on their border and said so just keep them outside of the just keep the missiles outside of the ukraine uh trump pulled missiles out of out of poland uh, to calm things down with russia so yeah i mean i think it's i think it boils down to russia's like please do not put nuclear weapons on our border so it's like if if 
Canada and Mexico were saying, we're going to put nuclear weapons on, on the border of the United States and F you. Uh, I, we probably wouldn't feel too good about that. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Germany and Germany and Turkey are like, no, we don't think we want to get involved in this. This is your mess. You deal with it. So, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's kind of, because they're part of NATO. We're all supposed to be in this together. So what is that mess? What, yeah. I mean, um, what they, message they, does that send? But there was that message of, well, the European, the EU hasn't been contributing their what they've supposed to have been contributing to NATO for decades, that they've been having the U.S. pay the bills. I thought, yeah, and that's something Trump was yeah, addressing. That's something he's he like, was they don't on. pay, they don't, that's yeah, a, he's like, they don't even pay their fair share. That was we're a big doing, deal. We're spending all this deal. money. Yeah, and he yeah, got, it was he a big the, deal. Because they don't, they're like, oh, let the U.S. do it. We can, uh, we can take our money and put it into things to help our citizens. With us, it's like, let's yeah. just give it to another country. Let's go help and look at else. the stuff going on in our country because we're doing yeah. this. Yeah, I know. You know, we got homeless everywhere. Yeah. You know? oh so it's uh, yeah. Well, you got it particularly bad. It's not bad here. It is really bad in California. Yeah. I noticed when I was in Florida, I asked him when I was visiting my relatives out in Florida. I go, I don't even see one. I don't see one homeless person. <laughs> they're here. We have <laughs> they're a like, few. Yeah, they're here. They're here. We just, we, they go, yeah, they're around, but we don't, I don't know there's who they a, are, but we yeah, see them every once in a while. There's a shelter. And now down. it's like they're lined up here. Yeah. And it, there's a shelter downtown. Um, and they, I don't know what they did locally. There's like a camp somewhere. <laughs> like a, yeah, it's like yeah. a camp, a special homeless camp. I don't know where it is. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, uh, well, it's a, you know, this started with our lack of support for the mentally ill. I think this kind of yeah, stems yeah, from, yeah, from ages. You, you're aware of that story. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I've, I've, I've been reading this book about John Mack, who's a psychiatrist doing um, these abductee stuff. And you can see the genesis of this stuff, the collapse of our mental health system in this country. Yeah. And, and this guy participated in it, but that was the philosophy. Um, to do this it was been devastating on on people yeah i don't know our, our country has so many problems and um we have um we got a, a secretary of state that looks like uh i don't know what he looks like he's ready to keel yeah. over and then we have president badfinger and uh yeah i don't know i don't feel there's not a lot of confidence there's not a lot of confidence because of the age of the internet. You can see the lack of competence in our leadership. And yeah. It becomes very obvious very quickly. Um, yeah. And I'm sorry out there. We try not to get, get too involved in the politics, but it all seems it's, yeah. it's, it's we like to talk about news of the times and this yes. one's kind of, and we'll see how this plays out over the next until next week. Oh, I think, I think <laughs> it'll be fine. I mean, as long as Turkey and Germany aren't uh, concerned don't want to get involved it's it's like the russian what's that old russian saying they go uh it's not my circus not my clowns or something like that so well we then are, why don't we say the same thing yeah we don't want to be involved either. you know what you're right yeah nobody should be involved who cares go, okay, Do we really then, wanna... what if we just say uh, you know what we don't want to be involved either and then all the other countries like oh shit wait <laughs> well <laughs> we don't have the support of the u.s here's the worst case scenario the the u.s russia invades the ukraine the u.s commits fifty thousand troops uh we're gonna have twenty thirty thousand dead yes how's that gonna fly? it's gonna be a it's gonna be a severe shit show yeah. how's that well what fly? if what if well what if russia attack takes over you do you think there's going to be they have ukraine has their own military also there's going to be they're going to run all over that the the ukraine military is is not even a consideration it's going to fade away yeah Uh, that's that's what we've always overrun yeah they're going to be overrun they're going to fade away our troops will go in um uh russia's going to eat our lunch and um I mean, based on our current government, uh, who knows what they're going to do? Maybe they'll start throwing nukes. I mean, it's yeah, like it's, nice. Yeah, I could see President Badfinger <laughs> doing that. Um, Great. So yeah. yeah. Great. So anyway, we're coming up on an hour. We've uh, we've all right. We've missed some topics that we were going to talk about, which we'll come back next week. Um, I wanted to talk about the snippet that I just did with uh, Wilson. The inventor of that was a good one. Uh, oh, I charted out. Snippet. I charted out the potential course of this airship. 
And it just, it like flew, you know, this big circuit around Texas. That's a fascinating story. I barely touched on it. We want to talk about the uh, Japanese uh, UFO Museum, International UFO yes. App, opened up in Eno in the Fukushima area, not near the nuclear, not on the coast where the nuclear incident happened. That's a prefect in Japan, Fukushima. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, well, the octopus thing you sent me, we got to talk about Oh, yeah, about I want to, we'll, uh, we'll come to that. I need to read that. That's a real, this is from 2018, and it uh, was published in the Progress in Biophysics and Molecular Biology, Cause of the Cambrian Explosion, Terrestrial or Comis, Cosmic. I sent you a, a, a popular article on it. I have their, their, the scientific article and a review of that. I need to actually spend some time going through that. I don't agree with what they're seeing, and I'll explain why. But I may change my mind once I read their article. I mean, just glancing at it, I have my own opinions, of yeah. course. And then, uh, yeah, let's... Um, Jacques Vallée joined the Galileo Project. We didn't talk about yeah. that, but we can... We, <laughs> we had to jump off the rails and go... Yeah, well, you know, I have to talk about the Ukraine. It's so weird. Yeah, Ukraine. You know, this whole thing is so weird. Yeah, it's just... I think it's... Uh, all right, I don't care. I don't care. All right. Ray, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up till next time. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at alienprobe.net, Twitter and Instagram at alienprobepod. Check us out on YouTube at alienprobepodcast. Thanks to our senior producer. Thanks, Dr. Bill, for joining in. And we will see you next time. All right. Bye-bye.